1: Sponsored by the DuPont Company, makers of better things for a better living through chemistry. Starring Virginia Bruce.
2: (laughs) Tonight's DuPont cavalcade, Lady of Johnstown. And here's our star, Virginia Bruce, as the real-life heroine of our story, Rose Knox.
0: want to tell you about a birthday party. It was mine, and it didn't seem at all unusual to me, but all my friends and my family, my sons, my grandsons and granddaughters, and my great-grandsons and granddaughters, too, they all seemed to think it quite remarkable because, you see, on that day, I was 90 years old.
2: Time, 1948. Place, the library of a large home in Johnstown, New York. Happy birthday, Mrs. Nodge. First
1: 90 years of the harvest.
0: Make it 90 more, Mrs. Knox.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: There's cake and refreshments in the dining room, everyone. You now go on in and dance and enjoy yourselves.
3: What about you, Mother? Let me take you in with the rest.
0: No, no, no.
2: Stay here, me a moment.
0: I've got a birthday present for you.
2: Me? Well, that's a switch.
0: Yes, I suppose it is. Here, let's sit down, son. When I took over the management of our business, oh,
3: mother, you're not going to talk business tonight. You're supposed to be enjoying yourself.
0: Do you think I haven't enjoyed myself? Do you think it's all been trouble and hard work? For me? I think of the things that have been accomplished, the success of our company, the enjoyment for me. I know, Mother. Then I listen to that music, and I see your daughter dancing out there. You know that your father and I danced together. You did? You did? Well, why not? He had broader shoulders and bolder mustaches, and a hat a good nine and a half gallons bigger than any other fellow in town. And I... And
3: you were the belle of the ball. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can remember one dance right here in Johnstown in 1882. Your father had just come back from Texas.
1: The next number is the grand right and left. Let's sneak out now, Rose, out on the veranda. I want to talk to
0: you. Why, Charles, I'm surprised you don't care for the grand right and left.
1: Well, how do you mean? Well, your whole life has
0: been nothing else. Farmer, lumberjack,
1: men Texas range. Well, yes, I guess I have sort of swung from one thing to the other. And the next, uh,
0: <laughs> Indian fighting, perhaps.
1: Well, I, I was considering accepting a position with the New York commission house, uh, selling knit goods. Well? Yes. Yeah. Well, why don't you laugh?
4: Because,
0: because, Charles, I think you could sell almost anything. Do you? Yes, I do.
1: Well, it's not that I'm going to be a salesman all my life. I'm going to wind up with a business of my own someday.
0: I'm sure you will. Why, you will be president of the company and chairman of the board and your own boss right besides. What kind of business, darling?
1: Well, I haven't decided yet. Oh. Rose, there's one thing I have decided on, though, my partner. I've met a lot of girls in my life. There's only one I've loved. And that's you, Rose. Oh, Charles. Darling, I haven't much to offer. No money at all, just... A salesman's hopes and commissions. I'd have to ask you to take what comes.
0: Doesn't every woman promise that when she marries? The better, for worse.
1: Ah, Rose.
0: I'll take what comes, darling.
1: Rose. Rose, darling, I'm home.
4: Oh, Charles.
0: Come out in the kitchen a funny way to greet you after you've been away so long, but I don't dare leave the stove right now.
1: Why? What are you making? Angel cake with heavenly frosting? Do I have to walk on tip pole? It'll fall? <laughs>
0: oh, no. Just plain old camp for jelly. Mrs. Gillespie's sick again and has to have it.
1: Do you nurse everybody in the neighborhood? <laughs> you want to know something? Or don't you even care that your husband has topped all the sales record this month? Not only my own, but... Oh, that's all... yes, wonderful. Yes. Didn't I say you could tell almost anything? Well, you might turn away from the stove and then and tell me to my face. But I told you,
0: dear, I can't leave. I'm just at the stage where it must be clarified with the egg white.
1: Clarified with the egg white? All that trouble?
0: The trouble? Do you know that these shanks have been cooking for two days? When they disintegrate, the liquid has to be strained through cheesecloth and
1: re-cooked. You mean you've been cooking a plate full of gelatin for two days?
0: Yep, almost the whole time you've been away. Sarah Sturgis next door was sick before Mrs. Gillespie was.
1: I suppose Sarah arose from her bed of pain and came over to tell you how to make it.
0: <laughs> I'm afraid that's exactly
1: what she did. Well, then all I can say is there must be a better way to make it. No, no, just because you and Sarah don't get along. No, in spite of how she and I get along, there must be a better way to make a bowl full of gelatin. Well, if you could think of one, my dearest, every housewife in this country
0: would be your eternal debtor.
1: Huh? Are you really serious, Ralph? Is it really that important in cooking?
0: I think gelatin might be used in all kinds of ways. If it were easier to make, it's prescribed for invalids, you know, so it must be good for people. Yeah. What are you thinking of, sir?
1: Why, I'm not sure exactly what I was thinking. I'm no chemist, not even a cook. When but... You were a good Texas ranger, and now you're a wonderful salesman. How would it be if I became president of the company? What
0: kind of a company?
1: Well, I, I watch you standing over that stove, and I think... If only I had a factory, if only there mm-hmm. was someone somewhere in the world who could show me how to manufacture gelatin commercially, I could... <laughs> Why don't you laugh?
0: Because I, I think you could do almost anything, Charles. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 it's oh, hello, Carol. Come on in. <laughs> Not fun tonight? Well, now, what on earth are you doing? Still cooking? Taking my children on a picnic tomorrow or something? Really, they won't appreciate it this level.
0: Oh, no. This is no picnic, believe me. Or if it is, the tasting chefs at the Waldorf will be the ones who will be having a good time.
4: Oh. Oh, more testing for that new company of your husband's? Did you say it was gelatin?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. We have to keep testing and testing. We've got all our savings invested in the factory.
4: Where'd he ever get an idea like that, anyway?
0: Oh, he's had it a long time. But it wasn't until he learned a method from a Swiss scientist that we started making it commercial.
4: Well, can he get somebody besides you to slave over this stuff day in and day out? It's
0: me. You're always cooking, making up recipes. Well, I think I'm lucky that I can help Charles in these business. There aren't many wives who have that chance. These are exhibits for the Pure Food Exposition. This is going to be jelly vegetable salad. Down cellar on ice, I have tomato aspic, and strawberry limonade. Mm. Uh,
4: I suppose your husband'll think up some prize, like a grand piano or something for the person who can identify all the vegetables blindfolded. Oh, Sarah. Oh, yeah, some stuff worked out for you, may be sure. Never knew anybody who could think up advertising schemes the way they did well, Rose, darling, you come oh. out
2: here? Yes, Charles. Come out in the backyard. I want
0: to show you something. He's been out in the spare room over the stable working on some mysterious project all evening. Rose! Come in. Come on, Charles. let's see what it is. And for heaven's
1: sake, sir. Even if you don't approve, pretend you do, won't you? Well,
4: um, I'll try, for your sake.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, darling, I wanted you to see this before I packed it up and sent it to New York. Oh, hello, Sarah.
4: Good evening, Charles. Come
1: on over by the lantern, both of you. Mm -hmm. Ah, just take a look at this sketch I've had made.
4: Hmm, it's a banner sometimes. With pictures, Brian McKinley. Charles B. Now, don't tell me you're going into politics, too.
1: (laughs) Look again, ladies. Read everything it says on the banner. Oh,
0: Brian
4: wants to win. Kimberly wants to win. What's this down here? Not gelatin always wins. Well, I never. (laughs) It's going to be
1: strung up across Broadway at 34th Street. What do you think? I think it's... Oh, darling.
4: Well, I think it's frightful. Why, Carol?
0: Why? It's taken such a long time for the product to become known. Why shouldn't we
1: advertise? That's it? the way I like to hear my partner talk. Well,
0: I mean it. A banner like this, well, perhaps
1: it isn't quite the way I do well, it. it. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. You'd find some other way that's just as good if I weren't around. The point is, I consider you my partner, and I want your approval. Say the word, Rose. Does the banner go up across Broadway and Thirty Fourth? It will, Charles. <laughs> you know it will. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Now we've had the horseless carriage, the racehorses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the dirigible, all with signs advertising Knox gelatin. And they were good advertising schemes through the years, every one of them. I wonder what I should do next. Oh, any idea?
0: Next, you take a vacation, Charles Knox. Hey, that's a good idea, Dad. Let's go up the canyon and go fishing. Well... Right? Please,
1: Dad. Uh, Jimmy, a uh, ghost... Sit beside your brother now and quiet down. All
0: right, Dad, but...
1: If we men are going away on this fishing trip together, don't you think it would be kind of nice if your mother read to us a little? Rose? All
0: right. From this Psalms. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. We are his people. Be thankful unto him, for the Lord is good, and his
1: truth endureth to all generations. To all generations. It may be that the most comforting knowledge a man can have is that there are sons to whom he can pass on the fruits of his labor. Rose, I am not thinking of the business when I say that. It's something else. Yes, sir. Oh, well, that may be part of it. Because we've been successful, we've worked hard and saved, and it's a good country that gives one this freedom. I can give thanks simply because... I'm happy, Rose. I have many, many blessings. Well, you know what I mean. Now, boys, go on up to bed with your boat. We start after those fish in Canada early in the morning.
0: Jimmy, dear, I'm awfully glad you three had such a wonderful vacation, but. I don't understand why your father didn't come back with you. If he was sick, I wish he... It. wasn't sick, Mother. He just wanted to stay in Montreal to a few days and rest. After a two-week vacation, he'd be home in a day or two. He said he would. Maybe that's him now. Maybe he took the next train. I'll go. Oh, thank you. It's a telegram from Montreal. Let's see. What does it say, Mother? What does it say? It says, your husband died at 8 o'clock this evening in the Royal Victoria.
2: are listening to the Cavalcade of America, starring Virginia Bruce as Rose Knox, sponsored by the DuPont Company, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. <laughs> Our DuPont story continues with Virginia Bruce as Rose Knox talking with her son James in the library of her home during a birthday party held in her honor.
0: And so, Jimmy, if you think back, you'll remember more and more of those days when you were still so very young, only 13. Maybe you're not old enough even now to enjoy remembering as I do, but but I like to think of the way you looked that day when, when we came together to your father's office at the factory. Aren't you going to tell anybody you're here, Mother? They'll all discover it soon enough, I suppose. Now, are you going to be president of the knox and Company from now on? Hmm. Your father was always going to be both president and chairman of the board. Now I want to make sure for him that his boys will have that chance. I suppose there'll be those who think it's unbecoming a woman, especially a widow. You look very becoming to me. I do.
1: Oh, thank you, I didn't mean
0: I I this. can talk it over in here,
1: there won't be anyone to... Well, I beg your pardon, ma'am. I didn't expect to find you here in your husband's office.
0: Well, that's quite all right, Mr. Simmons. Come in. Thank you. All of you. you. I was just going to send for you, as a matter of fact. I, I wanted to find out how you men would feel about working for a woman.
1: Working for a... You mean you're going to take Mr. Knox's place?
0: Well, I'm going to do the best I know how to carry on for him.
1: Uh, Perhaps
0: it isn't what I would do from choice, but but I feel that I have no other.
1: Well, Mrs. Knox, if you want to know, I've never been bossed by a woman in my life. And I don't intend to start now. Well, Mr. Simmons,
0: i sorry. It's too bad we couldn't work together. I suppose that
1: means you want to resign. Yes, ma'am. I'm afraid it does. Goodbye, Mrs. Knox. Gentlemen.
0: bye. Well, I... I hope there's no one else here who shares Mr. Simmons' sentiments.
1: <clears throat> uh, yes? Oh, I, I didn't say anything. Uh, frog in my throat, so. Oh,
0: good. Then I can count on you all to carry on in your jobs as you would have carried on for, for my husband. And if you have any grievances at any time, please come straight to me with them. Oh, and one more thing. I've ordered the employees entrance at the rear of the factory closed. We are all ladies and gentlemen working here together. We will all use the front door. That's all. You may go now.
1: May I see you for a moment, Mrs. Knox? Your son Charlie told me you were going to try to carry on here. I felt I had to come right over.
0: Oh, fine, Mr. Griswold. I may need a lawyer's advice.
1: Yes. Now, now Mrs. Mr. Griswold, Nox,
0: for one thing, I think it's going to be necessary to sell the
1: racehorses.
0: But Mrs. Knox... Well, maybe kn- not, Anaconda. Mr. Knox did love
1: himself, but...
0: As for the rest, they're expensive to keep, and they've served their purpose for advertising, just as the horse's carriage and the dirigible have. Mrs. Knox, it's just not
1: possible for a woman Women to... Women
0: buy them. gelatin. Believe me, Mr. Griswold, I know from experience. They want to feed their husbands and children good, nutritious food... And at a good low cost. I'm a housewife and mother myself. I feel I can give our customers what they want and
1: need. I agree. But a woman running a business like this... Mr. Griswold,
0: Charles always called me his partner. This work was our life together. I must keep it for him. For our sons. That's what he wanted more than anything else in the world. And Mr. Griswold, I'm sure you'll understand when I... When I tell you, I feel it's my obligation. Mrs. Knox, with the Montana these checks, please? Yes, Alice. I assume they're all worthy expenditures. That's the American Specialty Manufacturers Association. Really do, huh? so. <sighs> hmm. Sometimes I wonder if there's any point in our belonging. They're having a convention soon. I think it would be a wonderful opportunity to exchange ideas. Yes. Yeah. But imagine the havoc I'd cause if I went the only woman there. Well, why shouldn't I? Get the president of the association for me a long-distance Alice. Please. You're not making a joke. Of course I'm not. Now, go ahead and call him. Oh, and send that young architect in here meanwhile, will you, please? Yes, Mrs. North. She'll see you
4: now,
0: sir. Well, thanks.
1: Good morning, Mrs. Knox. Afraid I'm a little late. Good thing I don't have to punch a time clock. I <laughs> couldn't find one here if you did. Please sit down, Mr. A.
0: Thank you. As I told you on the phone, we seem to have outgrown our original quarters here. In the past three years since I've been here, the business has almost doubled. Now, here are the plans I've drawn up for a new building. Mm.
1: Well, this is interesting. Who did you say drew them up?
0: Excuse me, Mrs. Knox, but the president of the Manufacturers Association is on the phone. You want to take it in here? No, I know. Pardon me, Mr. Ames. Uh, Look over my drawing there and see what you think. Your drawing? Yes. I want windows. Lots of them. And a marble kitchen for testing. Excuse me. Hello? This is Mrs. Charles B. Knox of the Knox Gelatin Company, Johnstown. I called to tell you that I'd like to attend the Association's convention at the Waldorf Astoria this month. Yes, it would mean a great deal to me, sir, if I could be there. Well, certainly you have no objections to a woman attending the meetings, have you? Oh, I see. Well, it's kind of you to warn me. And I'll be looking forward to meeting you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. What did he say, Mrs. Mark? Well, Alice, I feel I didn't completely convince him I belong, but I will. Now the question is... What on earth am I going to wear?
3: Well, good afternoon, Mrs. Knox. I trust you
1: enjoyed your lunch and that you found the morning session of our convention uh, inspiring.
0: Oh, very much so, thank you. As much of it as I could hear. Back there, behind those potted palms. Uh,
1: yes. Well, I uh, I hope you understand. we placed you there, thinking perhaps you might feel more comfortable, the only <laughs> lady present. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Mr. Chairman, may I make a brief announcement to the board?
1: I think that... I beg your pardon?
0: Well, I'd like to say a very few words to the gentleman present, if you'll please allow me the privilege. Uh,
1: well, I uh, I don't know, Mrs. Knox. Please,
0: I won't embarrass the convention, I assure
1: you. Oh, uh... Very well. But, ma'am, please limit yourself to uh, ten minutes. Now, stand right here now, please. Gentlemen, one moment, please. The convention will come to order. Our lady delegate, Mrs. Charles B. Knox, would like to say a few words. Uh,
0: gentlemen, it's an unseasonably warm day, and you all look extremely uncomfortable. For heaven's sake, so please feel free to remove your coat
1: and smoke. <laughs> 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 Mr. Chairman, I move that Mrs. Knox be escorted to a seat right down in the front row.
4: I checked in the room, <laughs>
3: I think I know the rest, Mother. It's a story in itself. How the company was incorporated. How you put your own principles of saving and sharing into all our company's policies. And began our medical fellowships and our research projects.
0: Did you know, Jimmy, it was the women of this country who got me started on them?
3: Oh, now, Mother, you're not going to try to give away the credit to someone else.
0: Oh, well, to a great many someone, Jimmy. The women who wrote to me as if I were a next-door neighbor... Told me things they'd tried. Gelatin for the sick. Adding it to their baby formula. Letters like that, me Those letters are what have made me stay on working with the company as president for 40 years. Seeing our company grow great and our product become a household word. Ah, 40 years. <laughs> Don't you think it's time I retire?
3: Seems to me you deserve a little relaxation.
0: You know, your father used to bathe him. He always wanted to be president of the company, and chairman of a book. I told you a while ago that I wanted to give you a present in honor of my 90th birthday.
3: <laughs> That's right. I said it was a switch.
0: Well, Jimmy, the time has come when I should step out of the picture and let you take my place at Knox, Jessica. Well,
3: Mother... I'll agree to take over as president if you want me to. But on one condition. That you stay on as chairman of the board.
0: That would be very nice, dear. To feel I still had a hand in things. I really love this business, Jimmy. But it's your turn now to make your contribution to Knox Gelatin. And you will. Just the way your father would have wanted it.
3: Yes. What was that psalm you used to read us? To all generations? Oh, yes.
4: What was it?
3: Know
0: ye to the Lord, is God. We are his people. Be thankful unto him, for the Lord is good. And his truth endures to all generations.
2: thanks to Virginia Bruce and our Cavalcade players for tonight's DuPont story. Next week, the DuPont Cavalcade will present two popular young Hollywood stars, William Holden and Brenda Marshall. Our play tells of a young engineer who defied the unknown and penetrated the mysterious great dismal swamp of Virginia to win love and fortune. Be sure to listen.
1: Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade was written by Ruth Woodman and Virginia Radcliffe. Original music was composed by Arden Cornwell and conducted by Donald Voorhees. The program was directed by John Zoller. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, next week the Retailers of America will sponsor a nationwide campaign to remind us that we produce and distribute more and better goods at better prices than any other country in the world. Now, this is due to the American economic system which guarantees us these basic freedoms. Freedom to work wherever we choose. Freedom to own property, to start an enterprise, and profit from inventiveness and investment. Let us hold fast to these economic freedoms that guarantee us our high standard of living. The DuPont Cavalcade of America comes to you from the stage of the Belasco Theater in New York and is sponsored by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware. Makers of better things for better living through (laughs) chemistry. Next, Daddy tries to sue the jealous snooks on NBC.